the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 1440 KYCR, Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. Streaming worldwide at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump is feeling confident after two weeks of public impeachment hearings. We get an update from White House correspondent Greg Cluxton. Following five days of testimony in the impeachment investigation, the president says he's feeling good. I think we had a uh, tremendous week with the hoax, you know, the great hoax. The president is confident even as Democrats move closer to voting for impeachment. One reason for his optimism is a unified GOP. I don't think I've ever seen support in the Republican Party, like we do right now. Greg Clugston, the White House. To ban or not to ban, that was a question on Friday at a White House roundtable discussion on flavored vaping products popular with teens. Some participants arguing also for raising the age limit for legal purchases of electronic cigarettes from 18 to 21. On Wall Street Friday, the Dow was up 109 points. This is SRN News. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Minnesota. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Hey, have you heard about the Arctic Spa's Spa Boy? No, tell me about it, eh? It's a salt system that monitors itself and chlorinates when the sanitation is low in your hot tub or swim spa. Oh, yeah. Well, I talked a lot with the other guys. They've got salt systems, too, eh? Yeah, but no other spa company can offer anything like Spa Boy. By monitoring itself, the chlorine can be lower all the time, so our Minnesota skin doesn't have to be all dried out by the chlorine. Oh, yeah. Well, the missus was sure like that, eh? Yeah, it's insulated better than any other hot tub in the industry, too. It keeps your critters out. It's got a five-day freeze guarantee. It's the number one replacement spa in the industry. Oh, that's a pretty big statement, eh? So that must mean that people who buy another tub usually end up buying an Arctic, eh? It's a pretty great hot tub. Plus, with the Spa Boy salt system, you save lots of money on skin lotion, too, Oh, eh? you're always thinking, dude. Visit Premier Pool and Spa in Chanhassen today and see what makes the Arctic so great for Minnesota climates. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. PremierPools.com The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. It's the King Banyan Show. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Just say what you got, man. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Business 1440. Second hour of today's show. Good to be with you. 651-289-4477. The number to call with questions and comments. 651-289-4477. Tweet at us at pound KBRS. Uh, if you like, that's also a good place to go. Um, I... Um, there are lots of things I'd like to talk about, but uh, because we got a little bit of a late start today, let me just give you one more quick summary of the economic news of the week, which I think was actually 
more positive than negative, which is why I lean, as we said at the end of the last hour, um, the investment houses are still putting GDP at about one and a half to two percent, confirming that the uh, the uh, market uh, PMI indices uh, overall, the, the composite number went up one point. And they say that that's consistent with GDP growth, about one and a half percent jobs number in November that should check in in their in their guesstimate about a hundred thousand jobs next month. They're still concerned. Okay, there's I'm not discounting uh, the the comments by uh, David Rosenberg completely. Uh, I agree with him on the yield curve. I also agree that I also agree with market and saying business expectations for the future are still well below levels seen a year earlier in the year, reflecting heightened anxiety regarding trade wars, geopolitical uncertainty, as well as recent low customer inquiry numbers, weakness of the new sales vo- uh, weakness of new sales volumes. All of these are concerns that are out there, no doubt. There's no doubt that uh, many many business leaders are just like, look, just tell me that we're coming to the coming to the end we'll talk about coming to the end of the trade war that'll be in the next segment as we uh in this hour um listen to about four and a half minutes of ray dalio and and why we would take four and a half minutes of his speech to talk about it i i think it's important to get some lessons from someone who's been in economics for going on 40 years now uh it was 40 years ago this past fall that i started my graduate career um, as a student at uh, Claremont, so when I t- when people say when did you become an economist, I said, well, I never got a card. I got a degree, but by the time I got a degree, I think I was already an economist. So I don't know when that starts. So whatever, but near forty years, there are ways in which people talk about the economy that make me crazy. And Dalio actually started with with it in this four and a half minutes and. And you'll forgive me. I have to take about I have to take about five minutes to sort of unload on on why I find this why I find this uh, uh, so troubling. Other good news on the week: uh, the final November uh, Michigan Consumer Confidence Index was up a little above what they thought was uh, than the preliminary number. The final number came in uh, uh, came in at ninety six point eight. Uh, versus 95.7 two weeks earlier. Third straight month of increases. When the tariff battle was in full in full throat back in August, these numbers fell. We're already we're all the way back to where we were before the August flare up about about tariffs. Um, expectations are really strong on the consumer side. I I do think the consumer the consumer is still on the leading side of this expansion, but I will note as I did yesterday to a group of uh, uh, real commercial real estate professionals, um, that that um, in our own estimates, our own surveys of businesses here in the St. Cloud area, more and more businesses are telling us that they have plans to continue and increase their investment over the, over the first half of 2020. It is hard to think that those plans don't represent confidence that this expansion is going to continue. And why I think people who want to say, oh, there's storm clouds. Yeah, there are storm clouds, but they, if i not discounting that. Those storm clouds, to me, indicate something happening at the end of next year. And you've got a year to run, and, and waiting, waiting on the sideline, just in case it comes after nine months rather than after twelve months or fifteen months, to me is a fool's errand. You got, you've got the ability to, uh, to do some things uh, before that. Um, last week uh, we talked about the Empire State Index. That it was better than expected. The no, the Philly, the Philadelphia Fed's uh, manufacturing index came in much better than expected. It really looks to me like the GM strike depressed many of the PMIs in October and that that we now have two or three data points that would suggest they're going to bounce back in November in in these November readings um, the the data that might be on the negative side for many folks would be on home sales existing home sales 
Uh, the mo- month's supply of homes out there, the inventories that are out there, are down to 3.9 from months from 4.1 months. That's It's typical for this time of the year. People don't like to buy and sell houses during the winter. But home price increases have been substantial. Nationwide, 6.2%. Up here in central Minnesota, in central Minnesota, through the end of October, Home prices are 10% above what they were a year ago. This has increased construction investment. This has increased construction employment substantially. Um, first-time home buyers, first-time home buyers are um, are being hit with much higher prices in the marketplace. So even though interest rates have come down, those interest rate cuts are being monetized into higher home prices. So first-time buyers are not stepping in to buy a house. Every time I hear someone say, well, you know, buyers, it's a great time to buy a house with interest rates so low, that's music to the seller's ear. Because that means they do not have to reduce their price. And this is happening on the commercial side as well as on, on the commercial side as well as on the residential side. So, um, so okay. So where you'll see the impact of those home of those rate cuts has been in refinancing. Refinancing year over year is up a hundred and fifty-two percent over year ago levels. That's freeing up consumer consumer uh, cash to be devoted to other things, other big ticket items. They do not appear to be going into automobiles. Um, so it looks like instead they're probably going in either into home improvements or perhaps somewhat into vacations, although I haven't seen much reporting to indicate that that's true. I am seeing some reporting indicating that, that the money is being spent on home improvements or remodeling and so forth. Um, so that seems to be, that seems to be where that, that money is going. One more thing to point out, though, that I would that you can call it the negative side, the positive side. You could you, I'll let you just tweet at me at pound kbrs. I know some of you have some pretty strong opinions on this. The foreign sector is right now selling U.S. Treasuries. Foreign sellers in September sold thirty four thirty four point three billion in. To put that in context, in 2011 and 2012, foreign foreign buyers bought over $400 billion of our assets, of our treasuries, each year. Now, the Federal Reserve, of course, is engaged in, don't call it quantitative easing, through this new facility to help out primary dealers to, to prevent those spikes in the overnight rates in New York. But but can but China and Japan are both selling off US treasury securities. This is the other side of the trade war. How long does this last before eventually the interest rates that are being sought will indeed in the, the interest rates being sought by buyers of treasuries start to increase again? Because you can't find people to buy them at the lower rates because foreign foreign buyers are like, I, you know, it's not a matter of they don't want our securities. To buy our securities, they have to have dollars. To get dollars, they have to sell something else, either another asset or they have to sell goods to us and receive the dollars that they then turn around and put into those treasuries. Now, you might decide, I don't want... Th- China, I don't want Japan to buy U.S. Tre- US Treasury securities. Those are loans that are actually supporting current consumption by the government. These are the people that would help support. If you, if you believe, for example, that the U.S. military is not, is not sufficiently funded, as many of my, my friends who call themselves defense hawk Republicans do, 
And I might agree with them, but I say to them, well, guess what? If you want to finance that, you have to have, you have, to have China and Japan have the ability to buy our, our debt because you're not paying for it with higher taxes. You don't want to pay for it with higher taxes. You don't want it to get caught up in cutting spending someplace else. You just want the money. All right. Then you have to agree that either we're going to pay higher interest rates for everything or you have to be cool with large trade deficits so that China and Japan have dollars with which to buy our debt. You can't have it both ways. And and so this is the other side of that and and, and if you like that the house like that uh, people are able to refinance their houses and get get uh, get their mortgages down in the threes. I had someone talking to me just the other day. He's uh, he's in uh, in property management. Uh, he he and his wife have a house, and they they were at four and a half percent. They've moved. To, they've refinanced in the last month to a three and a half percent loan. Frees up frees up uh, a couple hundred dollars a month for them to spend on something else. It lets them loosen their belt a little bit. That's great. Good for them. But that's not going to be there if um, if we keep issuing more and more debt and we keep finding ways to discourage the purchase of those debt of that debt by by foreign foreign savers. We'll be back after this. You are listening to the King Banyan Show on Business fourteen forty. Guys, waking up over and over to urinate is not okay. But now, you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to urinate at night, less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced, free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-424-7126. Superbeta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-424-7126. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. 1-800-424-7126. 1-800-424-7126. Like the rest of us, you're probably tired of all those annoying sales calls to your home telephone number. Now, there's a solution. OurOldNumber.com will block those pesky robocalls from getting through, and most live sales calls will hang up. So how does it work? Callers to your home telephone number will hear a personalized greeting from you. The caller selects the family member they wish to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded on to the family member's cell phone. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. No long-term contracts. It's still your phone number and remains in directory assistance. The service is only $9.99 per month, and you can eliminate your landline connection and save money. Now, calls to your home phone number can reach any member of the family wherever they are and get rid of those annoying sales calls. OurOldNumber.com. It's just $9.99 per month. Go to OurOldNumber.com to learn how you can get started blocking sales calls today. That's OurOldNumber.com. OurOldNumber.com. You'll be glad you did. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play Business Radio 1440. Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite Business 1440 hosts and shows with Alexa and Amazon Smart Speakers. American Remember stopping into American Pressure for that free piece of candy during Halloween? Well, we won't be having any turkey legs for Thanksgiving, but we are always thankful for you, our customers. So stop by, we'll treat you right, we'll take care of you, and we're thankful for you and the many blessings we have this holiday season.
Welcome back. Wow, great. I've known some tough women in my lifetime. King Banging Show, Business 1440. It's been a while since I've had a producer who's willing to just go deep blues. You'd rather have a hundred lovers, baby. Like that, very much. So let's get to this story that ran across the wire yesterday afternoon. Wall Street Journal, this would have been Friday, it uh, ran across about 1 o'clock our time. Headline, Bridgewater makes $1.5 billion options bet on falling market. Reported by Juliet Chung and Gunjan Banerjee. Bridgewater Associates LP has bet more than $1 billion that stock markets around the world will fall by March, said people familiar with the matter. The wager assembled over a span of months and executed by a handful of Wall Street germs inclu- firms, excuse me, including Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley, would pay off the world's biggest hedge fund if either the S&P 500 or the Eurostoxx 50 or both declined, some of the people said. It is made up of put options, which are contracts that give investors the right to sell stocks at a specific price, known, known as a strike, by, by a certain date. They allow investors to shell out a relatively small amount of cash to hedge a larger portfolio or make a directional wager. The options expire in March and currently represent one of the largest bearish bets against the market. Bridgewater paid approximately $1.5 billion for the options contract, or contracts are about 1% of their assets under management. They represent about $100 billion worth of the indexes. How much the firm stands to potentially make would depend on many factors, including the magnitude of any market decline and the timing of when the firm cashes, its, cashes in its bet. It couldn't be determined why Bridgewater made the investment, to which I say, well, I think I might have a clue. So Bloomberg held a, uh, held a conference. I believe this one was done in Hong Kong. Um, and, and Ray Dalio, who is the, Ray Dalio is of course, uh, at Bridgewater, um, is at Bridgewater. It's its founder and said, we don't have a net bet that the stock market will fall to convey us having a bearish view on the stock market would be misleading. Yes, but sir, you spoke at this conference and I want to play I'm going to play his answer, which is about four and a half minutes of questions. We've cut this up in pieces because so, I want to be able to play this um, in, in sequence uh, to talk about, talk about the good and the bad of this. This will take a little bit for us to do. But let's, the piece that I talked, I teased uh, during, during the, at the top of the hour. There's a piece of this that just kind of put my teeth on edge, and it was, because, it was the piece that was right up front which made me probably a little skeptical of the remainder I was going to hear after that. So, so help me work through this, and maybe, maybe my skepticism is unfounded. But I'll play, let's play this first clip, which is the one that put my teeth on edge. Clip number one, please, Wyatt. I, I should explain that uh, my perspective is very much like a mechanic of cause-effect relationships. I'm not, it's not ideological. But to me, the economy works like an economic machine, and it's a perpetual motion machine. And um, it's a, it has long-term cycles and short-term cycles. I've learned that uh, whenever I made a mistake, many things happened that didn't happen in my lifetime before, but happened in prior lifetimes. So I just want to describe very simply how the machine works and where I think we are, because uh, the same things happen over and over again through history, going back many dynasties in history. Okay. So, first of all, uh, two comments about this. One, uh, this is the politer of the of the two. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be impolite to Dalio in a moment. I promise. I, pr- I promise you. I'll, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna see if I can get the impoliteness out of it. But my my first reaction was, oh God, you didn't really say that, did you? The second part of his comment is is a reference to old fashioned cycle theory. Okay, and when I talk about old fashioned cycle theory. I'm talking about names like like um, like Kuznets and Kondratiev. 
Okay. Kondratiev was the person who theorized that economies had long cycles that run approximately 40 to 50 years. 40 years of awesome, then 40 years of not so awesome. And you have this longish wave, and it's a technology-driven wave. Then there's a second wave, an intermediate wave that runs more of a generational 15 to 20-year wave. Uh, identified by Simon Kuznets as being tied to tied to uh, fluctuations in birth rates and family formation. Okay, so one the longest the long wave Kondratiev technology, a middle wave Kuznets uh, housing generational demographic. And then business cycles are rap- are happening inside that. So you've got three cycles that are running inside each other. I've got a couple listeners who I know who tweet at me at Pound KBRS who have engineering backgrounds. So you can start thinking about how you draw up a you draw up a a model in which you've got three different three different waves of different of different periodicities that could create a cycle. Guess what? No economy actually ab- 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 obeys that. For the purposes of my forecasting, I typically treat the Kuznets wave as being being permanent because I almost never do a forecast that's more than a few years out. So wherever we are in that cycle, I treat it like it's a it's practically a constant. Not perfect, certainly, but as a first approximation, it sort of simplifies the problem for me. The Kondratiev wave I never pay too much attention to. But it was very interesting for me to hear Dalio use the language that uh, really dates back to the end of World War II in studies that were done by um, done by Arthur Burns, former uh, chair of the Federal Reserve System, um, uh, the uh, and, um, and and others, uh, Victor Zarnowitz, uh, um, John Mitchell. That's uh, not John Mitchell. What's his first name? Like William Mitchell. Um, and, uh, and maybe, um, I'm blanking on the first name actually. Uh, but, um, but there are those studies and they all date back to the period of 1945 to 1960. That's the, that's the cycle theory that, that he's relying on. That's one point. Here's the second point. And now I'll make those, those engineer friends of mine that just love that I was talking about sine waves. I'll make them, I'll make them a little less happy with this. The economy is not a machine. And for someone to tell me that they're using a mechanical model to think about, okay, to think about the economy runs into, runs into real problems. Irving Fisher, fa- probably the most famous American economist of the first half of the 20th century. You probably have not heard of him. Okay, if you have, you've heard of the Fisher relationship between nominal and real interest rates. You probably have heard of that, but you know very little else of Irving Fisher, unless you're unless you're a monetary theorist. Irving Fisher, among other things, has his degree. His degree was in engineering, and when he wanted to do a model of the economy, he didn't just write down something on a a, a mathematical model on a sheet of paper. He actually built a model with pulleys and gears and and, and 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 all of the different mechanical items that a that a, a pneumatic tubes he had all kinds of stuff and there are pictures you can look for I'll see if I can find one during the break you can look for pictures of Irving Fisher's models some of them are still existing today they've been they've been placed in museums Irving Fisher is probably best known in cycle theory for having completely missed the Great Depression. He was saying as late as 1931 that it wasn't happening, it's not, it, there's, nothing, there's nothing really bad happening, everything's going to snap back really soon, and spent the latter part of his career in essence being ignored by lots of people because the, the, the Great Depression they were going through was something that he had failed to predict and indeed had argued that it wasn't going to happen while it was happening. Economies consist of millions of people 
buying and selling, relied on their propensities to truck, barter, and exchange, as Adam Smith observed over 240 years ago. That natural propensity and, the, and those behaviors are happening in a very decentralized way. The problem with the mechanical vision of the world is that it imagines that there's some levers and pulleys in a centralized place that are driving all of those transactions. And that's just not true. Okay? You can have, we've had recessions in the U.S. economy that don't hit many parts of it. Okay? I've talked about them up here in Minnesota. The, The 1990 recession... Minnesota kind of went right by that without much, without so much as a, a pause. Uh, the 2001 recession was mild in many places. It, it hit us only eventually because we had a major uh, distribution system, Finger Hut, close in 2003, right after the recession came to an end. For the most, okay, the economy is... When we put the word the in front of economy, it makes you think of it in the singular. But in fact, the economy is, is, mani- is, is manifold millions of humans engaged in the natural act of, of exchanging between each other. And from that exchanging, learning how to specialize. And because they can specialize and they have this pattern of trade that they can engage in over and over and over again, it gives them more confidence to specialize more and more. I know that I don't know how to fix a car. I'm never going to learn how to fix a car. Why? Because I don't enjoy it. I've always got the capacity to go earn income some other way and pay someone who is good at it and willing to do it for hire to fix my car for me. That's an economy, and there are manifold millions of them in the world. A mechanical model just doesn't work. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800 500 If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. 
Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. I need morehair.com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at I need morehair.com. Welcome back, King Bang, you said. Business This is fourteen forty. Really really happy to be with you this morning. Particularly when we didn't quite get the uh we didn't quite get the uh computers all lined up and working there uh before beforehand. Uh but we're back and we're live and we're we're doing well and what we're talking about right now is um Ray Dalio's uh, view of the world, okay, and actually this second clip, okay, so I've I've picked on the first clip, and I want to get that away from, I want to do that at the end of a segment so I could get that away from the rest of it, which is equally fascinating. So after explaining how he thinks about the world, which I've spoken to and said I kind of disagree with, but, but that said, this second clip identifies four factors that he sees uh, playing in the world right now, and I think this is really interesting. Play his second clip, please. Um, First, there are four major drivers. There's productivity. In other words, over a period of time, our living standards rise because we learn how to do things better and we get more output per man hour. Um, Then there's cycles, short-term debt cycle, recession, expansion. Economy becomes too weak, inflation is low. Um, Monetary policy creates credit, credit creates demand. And then you have a pickup, tightening a monetary policy, and then we have um, the recession in those cycles. Um, there, so that's around this productivity. Around that is also a long-term debt cycle, which is an accumulation of these other cycles, in which then there, uh, there's a cycle which uh, ends largely when you have a situation where you hit zero interest rates, and then you print money and it's not as effective. So. We'll talk about that in a second. And then, of course, there's politics. Those are the four things. So on on that, on that, I find I find fascinating. So there's productivity. So what he's identified after talking about the cycles is, is this, right? He's identified the cycles as relying on, uh, identified, first of all, that the cycle to use, and, and thank you, Jack, for your comment about, about about uh, Hayek and uh, liking sine waves. Okay, so he's using a sine wave story. So here's his sine wave story. First of all, the sine wave is along a line that's increasing. The line that's increasing is productivity. So first of all, if you think about if think about drawing a a, a set of waves. So if, okay, if you if you're not mathematical, just think about ocean waves. All right. Now take your picture of the ocean waves. All right. Imagine it's on a piece of paper and turn it so that the waves are go are going uphill. That's what that's what he sees as being the shape of the economy. And those waves are being generated by debt. And and okay, those waves are being generated by debt. There are there are there's a general pattern of waves that are caused by by let's say uh, uh, gravitational pull, um, and then there's a shorter, there are short, smaller waves that are being caused by by atmospheric conditions. All right, that's the mechanical or or atmospheric what I what I often call the uh, the uh, maritime model of an economy. Okay, slopes uphill, has waves, and there's.
interest rates going to zero as being unable to keep the economy moving forward. And so it's sort of like a stopping of the waves from happening and what happens then. Okay, let's play the next cut. This is Dalio cut number three. So I think the period that we're in um, is unique. And um, let's say we're 10 years into, well, let's take technology. Technology is artificial intelligence and so on is replacing people. And it's, it's great for the whole, but it changes the nature of uh, the environment. And that's going to have a very important implication in the years ahead. Uh, as far as the lo- short-term debt cycle or the business cycle, we're 10 years into this expansion. And uh, many of those uh, stimulants that happen will be dissipating. We won't have more interest rate cuts that are material. You won't have more tax cuts and so on. And this is true around the world as we have our obligations. So we're coming into this period that is sort of a big sag, not a debt crisis in that way, but a lot of obligations that are coming at us, particularly in the mature reserve currency countries. Um, and they include pension obligations, health care obligations, and the like, large deficits, which will have to be monetized. They'll print money to deal with that. There's a re- reserve currency issue. Now, how much of that would you disagree with? That's why I separated it out. There's part of the beginning to go like that, and then a lot, a lot of cloak, uh, and then some throat clearing where he talks about, hey, there's two different types of debt, and then and then he puts it this way, and this was in a piece that he posted actually on his LinkedIn profile, and I tweeted it to you a few weeks ago, and I will tweet it at the break so that you can to re- refresh yourself of this. Um, It was titled, The World Has Gone Mad and the System is Broken. In a world where you have zero interest rates, but people believing the stories about technology, this is a world in which places like Uber, WeWork, and Tesla can sell their dreams to people because they've got money, they can get money at near zero interest rates, They have enormous borrowing power because all you've got to do is pay back the principal. And at the very same time that this is happening, this is happening, um, he writes, large government deficits exist and almost certainly increase substantially, which includes huge amounts of more debt to be sold by governments. Amounts that cannot naturally be absorbed without driving up interest rates at a time when interest rate rise would be devastating for markets and economies because the world is so leveraged long. A man that's written that, a man that says what he just said, are you really going to tell me that he's not going to hedge $150 billion, um, $150 billion uh, um, asset portfolio with 1% of his port- with one per- 1% of his portfolio being put into a put option? Of course he is. This is simply a man putting his money where his mouth is. And he's not he's not mentioned anything about US elections or 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 trade policy or so on. He said nothing like that so far. He gets to that in this next clip. Let's play cut number 4. Currency issue. That also means that if there's stimulative monetary if you get a downturn, you're not going to have monetary policy work the way it did before. That be- enters the political realm of coordination of fiscal and monetary policy. It's a new world order. Um, as far as um, the so that's those are the cycle. As far as the politics, naturally, because of this particular dynamic, because of three major factors, um, there's a wealth gap, a widening wealth gap. Um, and with that, an opportunity gap and a values gap. Um, that's because monetary policy buys financial assets. That makes financial assets go up, and those who have financial assets have a lot of money, a lot of demand. Um, there's technology that's changing that and creating wider spreads. It benefits companies, and, but it also displaces people, and there's globalization. Those, those factors. So I, So almost at the same time that he's saying this, uh, this went up yesterday afternoon from CNN. Um, the interview would have happened in the morning. 
Uh, Janet Yellen, former chair of the Federal Reserve, said, said basic says some of the most disturbing notes. She says people figured out what my email address was at the Fed and started sending me angry messages about how the central bank was making life miserable for them. I can't, I couldn't dig out from a 14-minute audio where she said this, I, but this is quoting the, uh, it, it, this is at the World Business Forum in New York yesterday. She's quoted as having said, some of the most disturbing notes came from people who said, I worked, I played by the rules, I saved for reti- my retirement, and I have money in the bank. Do you know I'm getting absolutely nothing? It was up to us to make this the Great Recession rather than the Great Depression, said Yellen. If you're a saver and you're hoping to save for retirement, this is a really miserable environment. That's the wealth gap. That's the wealth gap that that Dalio is speaking of. And it really is a very, very important issue uh, to think about because it's why you have so many people people being feeling like you know what the experts have told us uh, we could we got around this and who are who afterwards I still am, am rather shocked and disgusted by the fact that uh, people like uh, Ben Bernanke and Timothy Geithner and and Hank Paulson get on a stage and basically high five each other saying hey we did it we got out of it we got out of the great recession and everything's fine Everything's not fine. This wealth gap that Dalio has identified is represented by Janet Yellen in these in these comments that are being that, that she describes being sent to her email while she was at the Federal Reserve. That you played by the rules and you put money in the bank and assumed the money in the bank would take care of you and you ended up with nothing. If you're a person my age, there's a good chance you have an elderly parent somewhere. Who has money in a bank account earning 1%. And they're having to spend out, spend down their principal in order to pay their bills. And you're trying to figure out, basically, do you have enough money in the bank account to get them to the finish line? What kind of life is that for someone who's in their 80s? Like all of our parents would be. My parent. My, my mom is absolutely in that camp. And... You try to find ways to make make things work, but you can't blame someone for looking at it and saying, dang, I thought I had this all worked out, and now I've been 10 years getting less than 2% of my money at the bank, and the bank actually keeps t- is actually talking about the possibility of negative rates. Can you only imagine? We'll play the last little bit of Ray Dalio after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. In Hawkeye, Mississippi, surrounded by four walls and eight so Business 1440 is KYCR, Golden Valley. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real, natural-looking hair back permanently. They're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts SAVE11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. You wash it. You cut it. It's your own real, naturally growing hair. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text SAVE11 to 85850. That's S-A-V-E-11 to 85850. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Minnesota's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, 
Think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports. A winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. I had never been a trader. I hadn't even really studied a whole lot. And so I was I was brand new to this. My name's Sam. I'm a student with OTA. Tell me why you decided to take classes from Online Trading Academy. I just was kind of at a crossroads. I wanted to uh, look for my next business opportunity. And uh, financial markets had always just kind of appealed to me. Actually, what's nice about everything here with OTA, they can teach you to trade with very small amounts of money uh, and really build everything up from the ground floor. So you really don't need a lot of money to get going with this. Really amazing instructors. How has Online Trading Academy changed your life? I'm a little bit more in control of my destiny going forward. I'm not quite as worried about contract to contract to know that I have some other sources of income. Call today for a free investing class at 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. Welcome back, King Banging Show. Final segment for today. 651-289-4477 if you want to get one last, get a comment off before we finish this. We've been talking about Ray Dalio, founder of Bridgewater Capital, um, and the fact that reported yesterday, sources say, okay, and to be clear, um, Dalio did not deny that that the investment had happened. What he denied was was that, in fact, um, was in fact that uh, they were now in a bearish position. That we should probably view this more as a hedge than a than a full scale bet. And he's he's uh, been speaking at this forum in China, the New Economy Forum, I, I think in Hong Kong or maybe it's Singapore. Can't didn't really pick up when that was. But he's been speaking about the factors that are driving. Um, driving the economy right now and we've played we've played most of it but this is the very end of of his comments and so this is cut number five please Wyatt and then of course we have the external conflict or the issues of the rising um, of a great power in the form of China rising and the United States um, having its um, its uh, let's say relative decline so we're at a point um, I think that is very similar to 1944. Uh, at, there's a war, at a war, after a period of war, there's a period which there's a peace because nobody wants to fight the country that has um, in the, uh, won the war, and there's a new world order. And there was a new monetary system, 1944. We established the dollar, reserve currency-based monetary system, and the like. And I think that all of that, all of those is going to really change the world order in dramatic ways in the next 10 years. And so that part is the, the apocalyptic part and where I think, um, where I think maybe some of us will depart from, from Dalio. But walk, walk through the, the chain of events that he's thinking about. And this was actually pointed out in a... Uh, in a piece, uh, in a piece that was written uh, a couple weeks ago by John Malden at uh, Malden Economics, and I, I encourage you to read it as well. Commenting on the uh, Dalio piece, which we have tweeted back out to you once more at Pound KBRS, so that you can be sure that you've read that, you've read that uh, piece. It's just fascinating. But, but if you look at the amount of debt that's out there, and you believe that the debt cycle has has carried on to very large amounts. At some point, interest rates have to rise. As I pointed out earlier in the show, we had an inverted yield curve, which was a signal that, that monetary creation that was being done by the, by the central banks around the world was insufficient to meet the liquidity demands of, of the public. The Fed is pumping money out even faster now. We're not seeing any inflation yet. We're not seeing, we're not seeing the... But we are seeing a rise in interest rates. So they're pumping money and interest rates are rising, which is interesting. As you approach a recession, interest rates tend to rise kind of naturally. 
and that's going to go on. Um, we that's going to go on for for quite some time. That's going to go on quite some time. If you've had people basically selling stories and not profit and not profitable businesses, that's going to end up leading to a significant increase in in interest rates. That's going to lead to a set of defaults. Those defaults could could then percolate down into public and private pensions, into the safety net, into health care systems. When that happens, the only thing that you could imagine as Dalio does is that there's going to be a bail there's going to be bailouts and the US US economy is going to look weaker as a result. I disagree with him only on the fact that I think China is in when he says China's a rising power, I say I'm not so sure about that. Um we can try, but I don't believe that. But there's no question to me that in a contentious election year we're about to see some fairly choppy water. We'll get through a little bit for a while, but at some point, these unfunded debt obligations have to come home to roost. I don't think 2020 is the year. I don't know that 2021 is the year. But I suspect sometime within the next five years, we're going to be talking about a recession that's going to be far greater than the kind of recession that is being forecasted currently. And when that happens, your job is to figure out how to be prepared so that you don't end up having to think about the possibility that your portfolio ends up ends up with a, with the same kind or worse issues than what happened in two thousand eight when when the stock market uh, the stock market fell apart, or in this last five years where the money you have in the bank is earning zero interest and you're unable to fund your own your own retirement. There's lots to think about. And the Dalio piece, even though it comes from some bad premises and overstates and points, is well worth you thinking about. I want to thank you so much for listening today. Wyatt, thank you, and thanks to Eric down there as well for getting us back up on the air. I really appreciate that. And we'll be back with you, I believe we're going to be live next week on Thanksgiving weekend here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Guys, waking up over and over to urinate is not okay. But now, you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to urinate at night, less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced, free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-424-9446. Super Beta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-424-9446. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. 1-800-424-9446. 1-800-424-9446. How does the baby move in your tummy? How does the baby eat? Can the baby hear me? How did the baby get in there? Wow, a pregnancy can sure generate a lot of questions. But what's important is that a baby is a baby, inside and out of the womb. Not just after birth, but nine months before at conception. That's right. Every baby is a miracle. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Hi, this is Tim. And this is Lee. And we're the Kingdom Builders. You've often heard us talk about our theme verse, Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. We want to be as perfect as possible, but we realize nobody's perfect all the time. 
For example, we just did a roof for a lovely family here in the Twin Cities area and asked him how things went, and he said, the crew was uh, kind enough to move my barbecue grill off of the deck when we were doing the tear-off so we wouldn't get debris down on his barbecue grill. After the roof was complete, they put my barbecue grill back on the deck, but they got the grill backwards. The knobs were on the wrong side. <laughs> and I had to remind him, hey, Mark, we're not great barbecue grillers. We're just great roofers. We can't guarantee we're going to get your grill in the exact same position on the deck when we're finished, but we can guarantee the workmanship that we do on your roof for the life of the products. If you'd like a no-obligation estimate or evaluation on your roof or gutters, please give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. 